Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find our podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. Today is episode 73, and it's entitled, What do I do when I'm in a bad mood? Now, as singles, there's so much going on in each of our lives that at times we really are going to be just in a bad mood. So we have so many, you know, whether we have work going on and I know many single people out there have kids. No matter what's going on, we just have a lot going on. And sometimes those things aren't going to go as you planned. Sometimes something's going to happen and just set you off. The short answer to what do we do when we're in a low mood is nothing. Now, you might be sitting there and saying, Joseph, like, yeah, that's, that's helpful. But I'm being serious. Our bodies and our, are created in such a manner that if we just allow ourselves to be in a low mood and just simply notice it, simply acknowledge the fact that, or the thought that in that moment we're in a low mood, we will return back to normal per se. Low moods are just a part of life. And sometimes they happen without even, you know, us trying. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you just kind of wake up and feel just slightly off. Well, the more you analyze why you feel off, oftentimes the more frustrated and upset you become. So what is the right way to go about it? Let's say, for example, you wake up and you're just feeling a bit off. Simply acknowledge the fact that you're feeling a bit off. Because what often happens is we go down the rabbit hole of our thinking. And in the rabbit hole of our thinking, when we start examining and analyzing every little thing that we've ever done in the past few days that could have possibly brought on this low mood. Low moods are simply a part of life. And no amount of thrashing in murky water is ever going to make the the water settle down again. It's simply a matter of being present and noticing, oh, I am, I'm in a bit of a low mood. Now, what I've found is, especially on those days, you're actually having a pretty good day. Sometimes people will just do some some pretty silly things. I mean, I had a day recently where just, a couple really silly things happened that made no sense. You know, the people did things that were just like, huh? Why would you do that? Well, the best answer for that is it doesn't matter. It never matters what anyone else did to get themselves, you know, or to do whatever they've done to you. You know, what's, what's coming up for me, I, I met a person recently 
and, and we were, you know, and I was talking with them and, you know, enjoying our conversations. And one day I went up to talk to them and they said, Hey, I'm not in the mood to talk. Well, me, you know, have, having a thousand thoughts is like, Oh, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, all these other things. But, you know, I, I just kind of let that thinking go away. And then I talked to the person again, you know, a, a little bit later. And I really, I really appreciate the fact that they were willing to say, oh, I'm just in a low mood. Actually, they, they didn't say it that way. They just said, hey, I'm not, I'm not in the mood to talk. What I find interesting is anyone, anytime anyone says the words, I'm not in the mood, Plenty of times we think that it's like, oh, well, what do I need to do to help this person? What do I need to serve this person? What do I need to do to help them get out of their low mood or bad mood or whatever you want to call it? Absolutely nothing. Funny enough, sometimes when somebody's in a bad mood, the more you try to get them in a good mood the more upset they become. Like we got this idea in society that it's, it's not okay to ever be in a bad mood. Life happens. We, we say things at times that we even regret. And it's okay. Could you imagine how much more freedom would be in your life if you simply allowed yourself to be in a low mood at times? There is nothing wrong with being in a low mood. There's an excellent book. It's called The Relationship Handbook by George Pransky. It talks a lot about how these three principles that oftentimes I refer to relate to relationships. And one of the things it says in here, it is, it is the person's low mood talking, not the person. You know, so often in traditional forms of therapy and counseling and such, they want people to go back into their past and explain things. And that's probably a topic for another day, but the gist of what I'm saying is the more we focus on the bad things that have happened to us, the more low mood we're going to have. Moods distort our thinking and perception. I want to read a few more things here from this book. You know, oftentimes when we're in a low mood, our mental activity or thinking velocity increases. Our thinking gravitates to problems and dissatisfactions. We experience a heightened but distorted sense of immediacy. For example, we think we must do something right away about our circumstances. We feel self-conscious. It seems we are the center of everybody's attention. We have a pessimistic outlook. We notice limitations in our blind possibilities. We entertain many negative thoughts, emotions, and concerns. You know, it's interesting when we really think about that. It's simply our thoughts about our moods that cause us distress. When we just understand that the tide, it rises and it falls. There's nothing you can do, no, no large enough army you could contain 
that would ever make a tide not rise and fall. I mean, you could create an entire army of barricades and everything else, and the tide will still rise and fall. Because the force against it is the ocean. When you understand that you're built so perfectly as to be able to have these bad moons. You know, and, and funny enough, I, you know, I had an experience recently, you know, as I was mentioning with, it was just a bit of a strange day. And it caused me to go, it caused me to go more inward than outward. I found myself not really wanting to talk to people. And I just allowed myself to be in that space. In, in the quiet of our minds, we can do a lot of amazing reflections. In the book, he goes on to say, we become grateful when our mood is high and graceful when it is low. The specific feeling state we are in at a moment or at a given moment tells us the quality of our thinking in that specific moment. Uncomfortable feeling state persists tells us that we have temporarily forgotten the thought and feeling connection. You know, when we're so lost and caught in all of our thinking, oftentimes that will take, take us into a lower and lower mood. You know, it makes me think of a balloon, for example. A balloon that is filled with water will not rise. It will... It, it, it might not even bounce. It will fall really, really hard to the floor. However, a balloon that is filled with light, air, you know, helium, will rise. When we let go of all of our troubled thinking about whatever it is that we think we have to be doing, our lives are pretty amazing. And a lot of times we try to, we try so hard to get rid of the bad mood. It's okay to be sad, guys. Even if the reason that you're sad is incredibly silly. I mean, you know, Looking back at something that happened to me recently, I, there was a little bit of sadness in what happened. And there was frustration. So when somebody does something to you that hurts or makes you feel bad or sad or any of those things, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel, hey, that shouldn't have happened. The other thing I noticed about that on a quick tangent is our lives and everything that comes to our lives are built around a lot of energy. So I do want to do the best I can, almost like a hot air balloon. I want to throw... Now, please understand, I know nothing about hot air balloons other than they have sandbags that I think hold them to the ground. But if I want that hot air balloon to fly as fast as possible, I, I want to start dumping off all those sandbags, sandbags 
as quickly as I can. And, and that's what occurred to me as well. Is whatever is happening to me so important that it's worth losing out on the things that I'm really working towards? Now, the answer for you, it might be yes. I would say for me, the answer is generally no. It's, oh, this shouldn't have happened. I mean, I have a really hard time when, you know, somebody does something that kind of does me wrong. Because many things like that have happened, especially earlier in my life. And, you know, and you think just because you're not on the playground anymore with a bunch of kids, like, there's a, there's a great Simpsons clip. If you look up uh, Simpsons Stampy or something like that, there's this clip of this elephant. And he's, he's going into every other elephant, ramming them with his head and knocking them over. And in the moment, uh, I think it's Bart or Lisa asked the question, is that some weird like ritual that elephants do? And he's like, no, some elephants like people are just jerks. And in, the, in that exact same moment, Homer Simpson is ramming this guy with his own head in the stomach. <laughs> people are going to be people. But oftentimes, the more I look at other people and what they're going through in their lives, if, something, if somebody has done something harsh to you, it usually has nothing to do with you. It has to do with every experience they've ever gone through in their life. And sometimes we just need to have a little bit more mercy and kindness towards other people. We can't force ourselves to get quiet, though. There are certain things you can do to kind of quiet your mind, but I mean, when one of these things happened, I, I came home that night and ended up just playing FIFA until super late. <laughs> and that was okay, too. We got to stop being so hard on ourselves. You know, it says in, as it says in this book, we become grateful when our mood is high and graceful when it is low. You know when you're in a low mood. It's okay to be in a low mood. It's okay to take a time out. You know, when things are starting to unravel in a basketball game, for example, they'll usually call a time out. And they'll talk it over and they'll say, hey, what's working? What's not working? We only learn by experiencing life. So back to the answer to the question. When you're in a low mood, do nothing. Except be graceful with yourself. That mood will change. The same way that a cloud passes over the sun, we would never consider yelling at the cloud, getting upset at the cloud, getting frustrated at the cloud. We would just realize that's the nature of clouds. And the same way that's the nature of clouds, that's the nature of moods. When you understand that your mood comes in and goes out just like the rise and tide 
the rise, what do they call it? Low and high tide? Anyways, the rise and fall of the tide, you put power back in your corner because you stop trying to fight out of it. I think one of the things that takes me to a low mood quicker than anything else is this shouldn't be happening. Okay, well, it is. <laughs> and then we start adding, oh, if only I would have done this different, if only I would have done this different, then this wouldn't have happened. Maybe. You have no idea. You don't control the world. The more we try to control the world, the more it does mess with our mood. So what do you do when you're in a low mood? Be graceful. Be patient with yourself. Allow yourself, uh, allow yourself some time of peace and quiet. If you're, finding your, if you're finding your thinking spiral out of control into that rabbit hole of your thinking, do nothing. No, sometimes this happens at like the worst possible time. You know, we're around a bunch of people and we're wondering, oh my goodness, what are they going to think? I'm in a low mood. Well, what if it was just okay if we were able to share, oh, I'm in a bit of a low mood today. Oh. But usually when we say that, everybody runs to the rescue and hops on their horses. And they say, oh, well, what, what can I do to help? Can I make you cookies? Can I make you soup? Can I, can I do anything for you? Maybe the kindest thing to do when, some, when somebody's in that position is say, hey, if you want to talk about it, I'm here for you. And if you just want to be in your low mood, that's okay. You know, I've found experiences with different people. Like, when I don't try to help them get into a high mood, of how much quicker they get into a high mood. Because what we're really telling somebody when we allow them to just be in a bad mood is, hey, I love you and I care about you for who you are. And I know that this is just your mood acting and not your true nature. You know, especially in relationships. You know, when somebody has, you know, somebody they're close to, there's no... I think as human beings, we just want to help people out of their pain. But there's a line in Wicked that says, if she wouldn't have, um, if she wouldn't have helped the cowardly lion fight all of his, or if she would have let the cowardly lion fight all of his own battles, he wouldn't be a coward today. And, you know, not, not to say anything about this being cowardly, but simply about letting. What if you could simply let the people around you, maybe it's your roommates, maybe it's family members. What if it was okay for them to be in a low mood as well? And you didn't have to do anything different. You know, we have frustrating things happen, guys, to us, and, but everyone else has their own frustrating things happen. And even though it looks like sometimes people are doing things deliberately to hurt us, I hate to burst your bubble, but you are not that important. 
There is only one most important person in the world to everybody, and that's themselves. When you're watching a movie, you watch it about yourself. You watch it how it relates to you. When somebody's telling a story, you pay attention to those parts that are important to your story and how it relates to you. Whatever thoughts that you begin to fixate on are the thoughts that you will think about. And if you continuously focus on the question of why am I in a low mood, it's going to take you down the rabbit hole of your thinking. But if you do nothing, you're also giving grace to yourself. You're also saying, hey, I get it. You're in a bit of a low mood. Those things that happened to you today weren't cool. I'm here for you. There's that love. There's that kindness. There's a beauty in the design. In the design of our nature. We don't get upset and and think it's life-threatening when our finger gets cut. Because we understand the nature of a cut is it heals. The same way with our emotional intelligence system. Every one of us, if we just allow ourselves to be. And part of it also is, you know, not, you know, just understanding and acknowledge that things just happen. Oftentimes when I record a podcast, sometimes the phone rings, sometimes email beeps go off if I forget to turn them off. And that's okay. Now, what if I said, oh my goodness, that means all these noises are going off. That means I'm not supposed to be doing this. Okay, I can have that belief. The most helpful thing is just to sit back down. It's like if you get out of a lazy river at a water park, and you sit wondering, why did I get out of the lazy river? I'm so much better in the lazy river. What am I doing? Is there anything better than that lazy river? Instead of simply being, oh, I got out of the lazy river. Well, let me sit back down in the lazy river. You know, sometimes we try so hard. And the harder we try, the more it doesn't work. You know, it's interesting. I was recording an I, I was recording an audiobook, and I tried to perform the audiobook. You know, and and I, and it was taking a long time to do the audiobook, and you know, I was trying to make sure everything was absolutely perfect. And because I tried so hard, it actually sounded awful. And I realized and noticed, oh. That didn't work. <laughs> Sometimes when we try too hard to get ourselves out of our moods, it, it just does worse. The most helpful thing you can remember is if you're in a bad mood, don't try to get out. It, it's kind of similar to... Now, please understand, I know nothing about Chinese finger traps, but I think... This works. 
If you are in a Chinese finger trap and you try to struggle and get out of the Chinese finger trap, it actually becomes tighter. There's something there that the only way you can get out is to almost stop fighting it and then it just loosens or relaxes or something along those lines. And I think there is such a beautiful metaphor in there for our moods. You know, somebody, somebody calls and cancels a date. Some, a friend doesn't want to hang out. A friend you know, calls and vents. I mean, there's countless things that can happen to us. All you have to do is sit back into the beautiful feeling. Sit back in that lazy river. And it will come back. And, and sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Like I'm thinking about when you go on a cruise. I love a seven-day cruise. Because it takes a few days to really get your mind on vacation. Our minds are so actively spinning, thinking that they can come up with answers. It doesn't work. When we sit in the stillness and quiet of our mind, we get back to this beautiful feeling. We get back to the now. We get back to happiness. So all you have to do is sit in the beautiful feeling. You don't have to coach yourself through and say, is it worth it? Is, is it worth it that I'm, I'm allowing this person to take away my power and my energy and everything else? Who cares? In the moment, you're not thinking with your, with your, you know, your inner voice anyways. You're not thinking from a place of the Spirit. You're just having scattered thinking, contaminated thinking. All there is to recognize is, oh, I'm out of the lazy river. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm going to sit back down on the lazy river now. I'm going to float along and see what happens. And just enjoy this beautiful feeling. And as you just sit back down in that beautiful feeling, you will find your thoughts will begin to dissipate. And those sandbags will naturally just fall off of your, your balloon as your mood begins to rise and rise and rise. And you'll feel better and happier and happier. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one -on -one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, 
If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.